Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to another OUinsider.com podcast. I'm RJ Young. I'm joined by lead team and recruiting reporter Brandon Drum and staff writer Colin Hello. Kennedy. Fellas, doing all right? How's, how's, Good, man. how's quarantine? It's going, you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, I'm ready for it to end. Uh, I saw the stock market was shooting up today because I guess Trump and the doctors and stuff are saying they see the light at the end of the tunnel. So that's always good. Um, And then we have Lincoln Riley out there saying he's confident there'll be a college football season. Dabo Sweeney saying (laughs) really confident there'll be a college football season. I mean, Life, life's starting to look a little bit better than it did, say, even a week ago when we were doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Uh, Kennedy, how you doing, man? Well, as far as crazy things I've done in quarantine, I've been taking batting practice hacks in my garage, and I made everyone in my neighborhood really mad. So that's how I'm doing, I guess. Hey, from, good on you, man. If you're in college and you're not making your neighbors pissed off, you're not doing it, right? From goofy golf to taking hacks in the garage, this guy. <laughs> I tried to put a ball on top of a leaf blower, but it didn't work. So I decided to stop chasing around a baseball in my backyard and just take place in the garage. You hit righty or you lefty? Know? Oh, righty. All okay. the way. All right. Oh, boo. You lefty, Brandon? I'm, I'm, I am. I'm, Colin knows I'm left-handed. Okay. How do you not yeah, know this, true. RJ? I, hey man, like one of the things I'm not interested in is, is your batting swing. So I, I don't apologize for I, that I at actually, all. <laughs> Here, here's the here's the weird thing. I know I'm actually ambidextrous because I write with my right hand, I eat with my right hand, I bat left, I shoot left. Um, I can actually write with my left hand too if I want to, but it's not as pretty. Um, it's I, I do, and I golf right and left handed, so it's really weird. I can't bat right handed though. I try, I try, but I suck. Oh man, uh, speaking of golf, the Masters being played in November. That's gonna be wild. I'm excited about that. Yeah. November 9th, still, but that's, Hey, that's still great because guess what? We get the Masters, number one. And I really do believe this fall, this winter, is going to be so sports-driven. It's not even going to – it's going to be probably the best. Like, as bad as this spring has been, it's going to be so awesome this fall and winter just because everybody's going to be very – more appreciative of what we have as far as sports goes. I mean, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be more emotional because of everything we've gone through for the last couple of months. I, I just think that it's, it's going to be a release. I mean, y'all understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I've been talking about it on the radio. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be, mo- and I think baseball going all the way through will be kind of weird. It's going to be cold, but I think it'll be, it'll be awesome. Yeah, let's. Well, I was about to say, let's get out of April first and and keep continue to shelter in place and uh, go through this really odd house arrest. All right, so I want to get to the question on everybody's mind, which is the serious three deal, 
And I sifted through some Caleb Williams tweets and what that's that's as investigative journalism as you needed to get on this. <laughs> Caleb Williams, Mario Williams, and some other offensive recruit. Um that's that's what I lead this to to be. And because one, you've been breadcrumbing Caleb Williams and Mario Williams for a very long time. Both of you guys have a lot of reporting on both of those kiddos and how close they are and where OU sits with them. But it's also a good time to ask anybody to pull the trigger because I mean as we're recording this Virginia Tech just leapfrogged Oklahoma in the rankings now it's April but also it's moving April right it's moving month in recruiting and we don't have any spring games to see any movement with so you know seeing the serious three tweet I think gives a lot of people some hope that the train is about to start rolling what do you guys think well let's start with what happened this morning shall we We've been talking about, okay, first off, I put a crystal ball in for this kid last May. Talk about Bryce Foster? Stuff I was, yes. Okay. I was hearing yeah. stuff on him last May that was very, very positive for Oklahoma, and I know a lot of people didn't want to believe it because he was a Texas A&M alum. And trust me, I'm hesitant. I was hesitant. Not, I'm not now, but I was hesitant on believing it completely, but I had, the people that were telling me this stuff – it's really kind of hard to disagree with what they're telling me because, you know, just the optics of it all. So I had to go ahead and believe them. I put in the CB and now it seems that all that is starting to come to fruition. And a lot of it had to do with what Bryce Foster told me last year during this time when I said, if you were going to pick one school and I said, throw bias out, don't, I don't care where, what reporting site I'm from or anything like that, who would you take a visit to? And he said, Oklahoma is the one school I know for sure I'm taking a, an official visit to. It doesn't matter. I'm 100% sure the others, I don't know. That right there told me everything I needed to know, that Oklahoma was a leader and have been the leader. It's just taken everybody a long time to kind of wrap their heads around how this guy that his mom is posting on Texas Ags all the time, his brother's a big Texas A&M alum, I mean, he is a legacy like no other from Texas A&M, but he loves Oklahoma, and that's just kind of his deal. He's, he's kind of trying to set his own path in a way, but at the same time, he knows that Beatonbo has put out, you know, more offensive linemen than everybody else. And when you have a Beatonbo versus Josh Henson battle when it comes to recruiting, I'm going to take Bill Beatonbo every time. Uh, so we can start with that as far as recruiting momentum. And you have Steve Waltfong today putting in a crystal ball for Bryce Foster to Oklahoma. Mike Roach doing the same thing. So the dominoes are starting to fall in Oklahoma's favor there. Then you add the Caleb Williams, the Mario Williams, the Christian Leary stuff, the uh, whatever you want to have, Malcolm Johnson. It doesn't matter when you're talking about offensive weapons in Oklahoma. It's all going to be kind of wherever Caleb Williams goes is how all this is going to play out. Like That's just a matter of fact. I spoke to somebody the other day that said Caleb Williams has like five or six wide receivers that could possibly be following him to wherever he goes. And you do see Oklahoma in a top five of almost every wide receiver that is either from the D.C. area, the East Coast area, or has some sort of relationship with Caleb Williams. So you can kind of decipher all that, right? The uh, other situation, as you were talking about, 
uh, and we wrote about today on OU Insider was, or I wrote about on uh, about the running backs. Uh, I spoke to somebody this past weekend. Oklahoma feels really, really good about AJ Johnson and Kamar Wheaton, and I'm here to say that one of those two will likely, I'll say, will maybe probably end up at Oklahoma if I was the guest right now. And I do feel like AJ Green is going to be a part of the class. Something I didn't feel was going to be the case. What? Not even three weeks ago, two weeks ago, yeah. it just kind of all of a sudden happened. Uh, Oklahoma hasn't really gone full in on him because from what I'm told, the Marco Murray wants to see him in person. Um, that's kind of what AJ's kind of reflected to me and what other things have happened. So I, I'm kind of getting the feel that once it's all said and done and DeMarco does get up to Tulsa, that offer is going to be completely committable. And you're probably going to see AJ Green in this Oklahoma class as well, which isn't bad considering he's one of the top 150 players in the country. So um, this is this is all turning out to be a pretty good deal momentum-wise. And then you have Markel Goodwin, who didn't name Oklahoma in his top five, but guess what? Lincoln Riley and Jamar Kane went in, according to the people I spoke to last week, not 24 hours after the fact, talked to him, and now they're back in it, and I mean really, really back in it, because they were probably his top school leading in, but he wanted to be a defensive end. Uh, now Oklahoma is really recruiting him as a defensive end. Let's see where it goes from there. But thanks. So things are really, really starting to move. And like RJ and I have talked about for a long time, Tinamichi Adelaide, if you had to pick right now where he's going to go, it does seem like it would be Oklahoma. So there's a lot of really good momentum for Oklahoma. It's just not public momentum where you can like visibly see it. It's not tangible. You know what I mean? So it's, it's hard for fans to grasp, but it's there folks. It's there. Colin, you want to jump in there, man? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's a lot to take in, and it's all very <laughs> accurate. I mean, Brandon, RJ, and I have all talked about this behind the scenes, and there's a lot happening. I mean, puzzle pieces are coming together, but I would just say for Oklahoma fans that are listening to this and saying, okay, well, all the talk is great, but why is this not set in stone? Why is, mm-hmm. like RJ is talking about, Virginia Tech leaping over Oklahoma in the rankings? And I would just say be patient. I mean, everything that I've heard, these things are happening, they're taking place, but at the same time, these massive commitments and the actions that need to take place haven't because of the situation that we're in currently. I mean, everyone wants to be on campus. They want to go see things for themselves. We're just dealing with a different time. And I think when you talk about the Serious Three, if it's who we speculate it to be, and I feel like we all have a pretty good idea of who that may be, once those guys go public, I mean, it's a domino effect from there. And a lot of momentum, like Brandon's talking about, is being po- posted on social media. You saw Leary come out with an edit this morning. As far as Bryce Wasserman, I mean, I don't think we talk enough about how great of a job Bill Beedenville and Lincoln Riley have done in this recruitment. Because not only, like Brandon's mentioning, is he a massive Texas A&M family product, but at the same time, his best friend and teammate, Hayden Connor, is a Texas commit, like a yeah. hardcore Texas commit. And for Oklahoma to go in there and disregard both parties in the Houston area and maybe pull this guy out and make him one of the headliners of the class, that's huge, man. That's huge. That is an incredibly high feat to accomplish. And so while all of these things are happening and them not to be finalized may be a little bit frustrating, I think Oklahoma fans just need to be appreciative of what's actually taking place. Because to be quite honest, recruiting momentum right now, it's not easy to come by because of what we're dealing with 
in the whole world of sports. And so I just think that this goes to show you how crazy it is that Lincoln Riley and his crew are able to pull something like this off, even when we're dealing with an epidemic and circumstances that we haven't maybe ever seen in the world of sports. Can, can I add something real quick to what Colin was saying? Because he made a really good point about the momentum and the Hayden Connor, Bryce Foster thing. Can we all just kind of sit back and say, wow, when you're looking at how the Oklahoma staff has really attacked Central Texas? Like DFW has always been an OU mainstay, but Central Texas and Houston have been kind of hit and miss with Oklahoma. But as of late, Riley and his staff have done a fantastic job really solidifying themselves in two really fertile recruiting areas that normally isn't where Oklahoma really kind of, you know, puts themselves in. And then when you add the D.C. area to where Oklahoma is, what, they've landed two or three guys the past three years from there, that's become a pipeline for Oklahoma. That I never – Parnell Motley and Charles Tapper started something that I never thought would be kind of a big deal, but it is a massive deal. You bring up Oklahoma out there, and I'm telling you, I was just out there last month. Eyes perk up. uh, You start to see things and hear things that you never would envision hearing. And that has to do a lot with Riley, the staff, Beamer, all those guys putting in work in areas that Oklahoma – really was kind of on the outside looking in. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I'm not ready to do that. I'm not, because uh, California was that way for some time. You know, Joe Mixon, Brennan Clay. I mean, no, it, it it really, no. Until Caleb Kelly proves that he can play, and he hasn't, no. Uh, Grant Calcaterra had to medically retire. He was good, right? That was a good get. Ramondre Stevenson. Still is suspended. Buki. Hasn't, hasn't done what the rest of y'all think he should do. I think he's been fine. But if you're going to actually start First looking at California, me. you're going to have to tell me which one of those kids is a keeper. Which one of those kids would you are you building around right now as we speak? Because Justin Harrington is being brought in to usurp Buki, according to everybody else. Caleb Kelly has been hit or miss, and that's when he's healthy. Um, I mean, Parnell Motley, you got a point. Charles Tapper, when he was healthy and he could go, absolutely a monster. Uh, Joseph Wete, we'll we'll wait and see, right? I, I think we all have great aspirations for them, but who don't we have great aspirations for? I mean, really, I'm I'm ready to say Georgia is is a place where I didn't expect that Oklahoma could go and win, you know, as opposed to the DMV area, because up until recently, ain't been much to come out of the DMV, you know. Really, the last five years is what you're talking about, whereas with Georgia. OU used to not be able to go in there and then Trey Sermon, right? And now Jaden Hazelwood. And th- both of those dudes were guys that you were building around, right? Both of those were absolute monsters. Brock Vandegrift was committed to the class. That was a big deal at the time, right? 
And you continue to look Orlando around. Orlando Brown was from Georgia. Well, and see, that was a jewel, right? That was a that was a yeah. that was a rock that everybody thought was a he rock, but it was a jewel. Ah, I'm not. I'm not. Sh- I, I'm not sure. In the last five years, he did. I, I think he's the one that started. I'm not sure that I'm. I'm ready to say that the DMV is just a place where you go and win and and you create a pipeline. Yet that's all I'm saying. Let, let Caleb Williams get here. Let's and then let Caleb Williams play. And then I will give you that. But until then, well, I mean, what's the best player that OU's gotten out of the D.C. area? Motley? Charles Tapper and Motley. So you think Tapper's a better player than Motley was? I mean, Tapper had a pretty good NFL career. I mean, he's decent, I, I, so. I'm, I'm asking you a, a straight question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, think, I think Tapper, that two, two, 2013 Tapper was nasty, dude. That guy was an animal. Okay. He was. He was one of the reasons why they were one of the better defenses in the country. So Cool. But uh, also, you talk about Central Texas. I mean, Latrell Neville just went to Vatech. He's from Missouri City, Texas. I mean, pff, that was a guy that, that at one point— Missouri, Missouri City is in Houston. I get that. And that's a place that you're also saying that they were knocking down. Right, but he didn't recruit. Oh, you stopped recruiting him for, like, months ago. I, again, again, they're a four-star wide receiver— a dude that we all believe can play, a guy that's going to show out at the next level. Whether or not Oklahoma decided he was worth going to get or not, we can keep arguing until whatever. But I'm saying I'm with the fans on this one. Show me the money. Show me the commitments. I don't want to hear about it because we heard about Kendall Milton all of last year, right? Uh, I mean, we heard about Jace McClellan for two years, and you had him committed. He was committed. Yeah, and you had him committed. So like I'm I'm kind of getting I'm getting pissy about it because 12 and 2 12 and 2 12 and 2 has turned out to be 0 and 3. You know, like and at this time when you're saying it's really hard to get uh, momentum Colin, I get that, but I'm watching North Carolina sit at number 4 in the rankings. And Ohio State open up an 80 point lead on number 2. You know, like somebody's getting it done. Somebody's pulling kids. Than, okay, time out, time out, time out. So the, there's plenty of other Top-notch programs are in worse shape than Oklahoma. Alabama's got a national championship in the last five but years. That, 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 but we're talking about presently recruiting. And right now, presently in recruiting, Oklahoma still is doing a really good job keeping their name out there because of the social media aspect in a time where a lot of other teams are. And when you're talking about – you brought up North Carolina. North Carolina is doing exactly what Mac Brown did at Texas. Great. Fantastic. Let them go out and recruit. It's North Carolina. He's locked down that state. It's that No, he right. has it because he lost Evan Pryor to Ohio State. Evan, Evan Pryor's from North Carolina. Okay. You know, Will Shipley, Will Shipley from North Carolina, too, while we're at it. You know, he's got North Carolina on the list, along with Clemson and Notre Dame and whatnot. I'm saying that I'm, I'm past giving, giving passes on, on teams that ain't won national championships in 20 years. You know, uh, uh, at, um, um, Ohio State, they won what, 2014? And, and they were right there at the end in a way that, frankly, OU was not. I'm saying that Williams can change a lot of things for you, right? But it needs to happen. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to happen until after he gets to do He has a plan about what he wants to sure. do. He's deserved the right— He's deserved the right to do his plan. He sure. I'm not, I'm not on him He's saying that he— behind, I can I'm not— He's recruiting whether it's to Oklahoma I'm, or not. I'm, I'm not, not, say I'm not saying that the man needs to make a decision before he wants to make a decision. 
I'm saying that around him, Riley doesn't have to necessarily wait. He can go get the defensive side of the ball. You know, whatever it takes. That's what I'm saying. Okay. By the way, let's. I, I, I'm going to go through. Uh, I clicked on the wrong thing. I wanted to go through North Carolina's commits. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. They only have one commit not from North Carolina. So when I say they're locking down that state, they're locking down that state. That state is a fertile state for recruiting. Oklahoma has gets players from there what, every other year because it's so fertile. And it's it's a fantastic recruiting ground. So is the so, so is the state of Texas. You know, I like understand that, but there's also twenty state there's also twenty teams in the state of Texas. You're treating North Carolina like it's the Belgium soccer team and it's not I'm just telling you the face of that state is the University of North Carolina and Basketball. The University of North Carolina basketball. I understand that, but they still when he was Duke basketball. Like Brown made come time. Mac Brown made North Carolina really, really good before he left for Texas. Uh-huh. He was doing the same thing then. All right, all right, we're getting bogged down. Let, let's 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 get out of this. Um, Colin, what are what are yeah. you what are you thinking about the twenty twenty two kid kiddos coming up? Because I saw Brandon had a note there about um, help me, Brandon. What's his uh, what's this kid's name? I'm gonna have to look it up now. Relique? No, uh, not Relique. We talk a lot about Relique. Gavin. Gavin. Sawchuck. Uh, uh, yeah, Sawchuck. My goodness, it escaped me. Um, and what what does Quinn Ewers think about all of this? Because most people already have him pegged as the consensus number one quarterback in that class. But I wonder if Williams pulls the trigger, right? And OU gets the 21 kid that they want. How does that influence his decision, you think? Yeah, that's been the biggest question that I've had to face. I know when I went out to the end zone seven on seven tournament down in Houston, I got asked that probably every five to ten minutes. I mean, hey, if Williams goes OU, is yours going to go too? And, I mean, look, the, the simple answer that you can provide is we don't really know. I mean, right. it's all in the head of a young man who has yet to make that decision, and it's not going to be a decision that's made for a while. But at the same time, I'm also a firm believer in the concept of competition and what that does to the quarterback position. I think that's a reason why Chandler Morris ended up going to Oklahoma. And the sense that I get from people down in Southlake, that's the same kind of concept that's applying to Quinn Ewer's situation. I mean, the kid is not afraid to join a room that features other high-profile talent. And that's the reason why you see so many experts putting in their favors for Oklahoma when it comes to Quinn Ewer's is because, yeah, he may be having to join Caleb Williams or whoever you want to list in Norman down the road if he chooses to commit. But at the same time, when you look at the other schools that are in on him, I mean, you don't think he's going to face the same kind of situation with maybe a Texas or an Alabama or what have you, Ohio State. I mean, I think the biggest thing that when you look at Quinn Ewers, when you see what he does on the field, you firmly believe, okay, whenever an opportunity presents itself, this guy's going to be a starting quarterback at the collegiate level, and he's probably an NFL draft pick one day. And so when you have that kind of talent, I don't think you shy away from that concept of competition. And so for me, if and when Caleb Williams makes the decision, and let's say it's in favor of Oklahoma, I don't know that initially it will delay any sort of favor that goes Oklahoma's direction for Quinn Ewer services. Now, how that pans out down the road, obviously we have yet to see. But the biggest thing for me is 
Quinn Ewers is going to make his decision based on what he can do, not who else is going to be there with him, if that makes sense. Uh, I can I, I can tell you all that uh, Quinn Ewers pretty much understands that the odds of Caleb Williams going to Oklahoma are really, really good. And I can kind of leave it at that. Y'all smell what I'm stepping in there. So, um, and, and still, people are putting in crystal balls for him. And this is the reason why, as I'm told, is Riley's kind of doing selling the Kyler Murray idea to him. And that is – Mm-hmm. You may you may only play one to two years at Oklahoma because there's people ahead of you, but guess what? The fact that you're going up against the best of the best all the time in practice, you're going to eventually be that good, potentially even better when it's your chance to shine. And all you need in my system, and I'm speaking as I'm Lincoln Riley right now, is one year, and I can make you a first-round number one pick. And he's been able to prove that. Look what he did with Jalen Hurts, who wasn't even – going to be really picked in the, what, the top six rounds? He was maybe seventh-round pick before he showed up at Oklahoma, and now people are throwing him in the second round? I mean, this is – this, and you have some people throwing him in the top 50 overall prospects and stuff like that. So this is – it's gotten to the point where Riley's acumen to be able to transform quarterbacks into elite players, even at the next level – can it's it's starting to become a trend more than it is anything else and if you get spencer rattler to go on board with this as well it's an easy sell it's an easy sell for uh lincoln riley with Quinn Ewers. It, it just is even if caleb williams was to commit to oklahoma uh no i think it's an easy pitch to put together i don't think it's an easy sell because otherwise it he he'd get it done right he did grow he grew up in he grew up in a texas household though i mean Let's make let's make sure that, that Texas is a major player. Uh, you just told Doesn't me matter. that Bryce Foster grew up in a Texas A&M household. I understand that they're a major. Texas A&M is a major player there too, but it doesn't mean he's going to go to those schools. Yeah, I'm just saying that so. they're recruiting him. I mean, it, it, I talked to people from the Texas area, and even I talked to our Mike Roach, and he's very close to the Hubert's family. So um, he he flat out said that Texas is a player, but Oklahoma's a leader. Okay, uh, I want to have some fun. The last. Uh, Last bit of this. Both of you. First, where's Jalen Hurts going to get drafted? Pick a round. <laughs> pick a round. First and then pick a team. <laughs> All right. I'll oh, go man. first. Okay. I, I think, for me, I think there are a lot of indicators, and I'm starting to buy the rumors, that Jalen Hurts ends up as a Los Angeles Charger. Because... Hmm. The way you see that roster playing out and the way that the Chargers are so comfortable sticking with Tyrod Taylor at the quarterback position indicates to me that they're going to look at a young quarterback in the draft to groom under Tyrod Taylor and then eventually take over as kind of that new face once they transition to the L.A. market in that brand-new stadium. And to me, there is a great kind of asset in Jalen Hurts' personality. I mean, he's a guy that obviously it's easy to rally around him. Fans love the guy. And bringing him to a market like that where it's so hard to get a fan base behind you, having someone like Jalen Hurts is going to help him a long way because he's someone that people relate to, people love hearing from, and they love watching him play because time and again he's become kind of that hero aspect of things. And so I think that in probably the third round or fourth round, you're going to see the Chargers take a look at Jalen Hurts because he fits that offensive system. He's the ideal candidate to sit behind Tyrod Taylor without too much pressure to put him in. And then eventually he's going to be that personality that the city of Los Angeles can rally around 
once they're trying to find something to buy into when they move into that brand new stadium and all the hype's going to surround that franchise. And so for me, I think it just makes a ton of sense for him to end up in L.A. with the Chargers, and I think that's going to be what takes place once the draft rolls around. This is Colin trying to tell you all that he doesn't want him to be a cowboy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, hell, I don't no, want him to be. A, I, I don't want him to be a cowboy. Go ahead and admit it, guys. I don't want him to be a cowboy. Go ahead. He and Jerry yeah, were on they, a Facetime. They call, were. Apparently. They were. Um, no, I'm good. They, were. they had it on video. I'm straight. No, I, I really don't. Look, okay. I think it's going to be third, you know, late second to fourth roundish probably will be where he gets drafted. I know that's vague. It's just because so many people have started throwing him in the second round, and I'm not sure I believe it. But when stuff like that starts to happen, you kind of have to agree with it, especially with the people that are saying it. It, 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 Those people are pretty knowledgeable about what they're talking about. So I just, it's just hard for us as OU people that covered Oklahoma to wrap our heads around this. But apparently, he's done really well in everything that he's done, whether it be from workouts to all this stuff. So, I'll go late second to fourth. I don't think he gets out of the fourth round. I don't even think he gets out of the third round, to be honest. But um, I think he fits the Patriots. We keep hearing him with the Patriots, and this is, I think, just his overall personality. The Patriots were looking at James Morgan. They don't know what they want. I know, but they've they've been throwing – Jalen Hurts' name's been thrown out so many times for them lately that I'm actually starting to buy into it. And I buy into it because his personality fits Belichick. He doesn't talk. He just goes about it and does his football, and that's all he does. I mean, that's what he does. He's a football guy. He's a good guy, a football guy with a, with a personality that is, you know, he's, he's, he's a good guy. He's just not real outgoing. So that kind of fits everything you want in a Patriot guy, into their system, into their culture. So I'm kind of starting to buy in that they may be looking at somebody like him, just like they did. They, 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 Kobe, Jacoby Brissett was a guy that they – really liked and went after and got him. Um, and now he's turned out to be a pretty good quarterback. It seems like everybody that they draft turns out to be really good eventually. Wait. It's just – Wait. Wait. Jacoby Brissett has turned out to be a pretty good quarterback? He was all right. For the Tell me who's going to be the starting the quarterback Colts? for the Indianapolis Colts next year. Rivers. Okay. How old is Rivers? Well, I'm, Damn near 40? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's okay. A, he's a Hall of Famer. There's a difference. I, he didn't have anybody what? around him. He All wasn't right. great. Fine. You don't think uh, Rivers is a Hall of Famer? No! Okay, well, not It's not the Hall of Very Good. It's the Hall of Fame. You know what? Eli gets to at least say he's got two Super Bowl rings. How many rings does Rivers have? I, I'm not arguing. I'm, 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 then, hey, you brought it up. You brought it up. I mean, it wasn't a point to argue. It was just a point that he... You can't tell me that Jacoby Brissett is a good quarterback if Phil Rivers could show up at 38 and take his job. He's a Hall of Famer. He can take whatever he wants. So, uh, and you can argue that he's not a Hall of Famer. Colin, is, is Rivers a Hall of Famer to you? I don't, I don't know that right now. I think he's a gold jacket guy, but it really depends on what he can do with the Colts. Because, again, the, the, the ups and downs of what he did with the Chargers to me can't be overlooked. He threw 20 interceptions last year. That's my thing. The stats stats would indicate the sharp contrast between, okay, you got a guy that threw for a ton of passing yards, but he's also a turnover machine, and he can't get the big wins when you need him. And so for me, it's such a polarizing topic for for a lot of NFL fans to debate. I, I would not say, though, right now he's a gold jacket guy. 
I, I think he eventually. I think he will get it. I think he eventually will get it. And that's why I say he's a Hall of Famer. I think it's going to be one of the. He's not a first ballot, but we're totally digressing here. Um, the point being is is that the the Colts or the Patriots have drafted solid quarterbacks. I'm going to use the word solid instead of good to save argument. Solid quarterbacks uh, behind Tom Brady that have ended up doing fairly well in the NFL when they left the Patriots. So I think this is another one of those where they feel like, depending on who they draft there, I think it might be hurt. So I'm going to pick the Patriots. So uh, just because he fits their culture, the personality of the team, all that. All right. All right. We'll leave it there then. Uh, Colin Kennedy, follow him on the Twitters at CKennedy247. Uh, follow Brandon on the Twitters at Brandon Drum 247 I have deleted my Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> fellas, uh, thanks so much. Uh, I enjoy talking with you. I enjoy talking ball with you. I enjoy getting argumentative with you because it's kind of what I do. Uh, shout out to Jerry Jones, who's going to draft Jalen Hurts, number uh, number 17 overall in the first round of the draft because that's what he does. Yep, 50% off right now till it's Monday. So if we get to, I don't know when this is dropping, but it is 50% off all the way till midnight tonight on June this or April the sixth. I said June. I wish it was June. We were out of this bull crap. April the sixth. All right. So, um, join OU Insider. Right on. Uh, talk to you guys. Uh, hopefully later this week. <laughs>